right. So um, what's the title of this episode, babe? Uh, so that way I can at least be River dance. Oh, let me see if I can find something. Oh, God. Going to try to make a joke out of it now. Yeah, that's okay. We got all night. Not. And see, it's even asking, are you playing music? River dance, bitch. River dance. River dance. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Trash Talk Roundtable, where we're going to break down episode 16, Riverdance. Woo! Hey! It's myself, Ricky Hayes, uh, my beautiful wife, Karina Hayes. Woohoo! And the one, <laughs> the only, the sexual Joshua Chambers. What yeah, up? I threw the Joshua in there. That's right. Dropping that's, the Joshua. That's like the third person today. this week that's said Joshua instead of Josh. I'm gonna have. To- well, then that means if three completely different people tell you something, that means it's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Anyways. So, guys, anyways, uh, like we said, uh, episode 16, Riverdance. I don't want to waste any time. Let's just go ahead and dive right in. Yeah, so we come back from, you know, Kyle won the last elimination and infiltrated Sapphire. And so we're coming back from that. As they're walking back into the house, I kind of found it funny. Emmanuel's like, you know, talking a bunch of shit on his confessional, like calling Kyle a chicken and like doing the chicken noises, like whatever. And I was just sitting there the whole time watching it. And I was just like, dude, like, I wonder how pissed Kyle is seeing this because like Emmanuel wouldn't fucking say that to his face. Like, get out of here, you know? And then like the very next scene, he does it to his face. And like, I I just thought that was kind of cool. Like just gave me another side yet again to Emmanuel. Yeah, I don't know. Um, he might be messing around with the wrong guy. Like I said, Kyle's kind of a beast in eliminations. It's like, you know, Nelson. Everybody sleeps on Nelson because he's trash at dailies, or at least he's got the longest streak of being trash right now. But if you get him into an elimination, that's where he, you know, thrives. And I think Kyle's very similar in that way. But nevertheless, I mean, we haven't seen a Manuel do anything yet, so we don't know if he's good, bad, indifferent. So hard to really know on this. It, it gave when they're walking back into the house and this is transpiring, it gave me pussy chicken vibes or chicken pussy. Yeah. Which one is- pussy chicken. Yeah, right. <laughs> totally. Chicken pussy. <laughs> <laughs> chicken pussy. <laughs> it gave That's me that. Kyle vibe, and Manuel. You, you know, you did. You know, you didn't want to go up against me. Just like, you know, Jordan would be like, I'd be stupid to go to an elimination against Turbo. And you know, I, I was it gave me that kind of vibes just a little bit, not 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 on the same aspect or level in any way, shape, or form, but just a little hint of that turbo Jordan interaction. I can smell where you're cooking. I can kind of see that. All right. <laughs> so we, we we go from that though, and uh we get in next, you know, everybody's having their little conversations. We get a sneak peek into Devin actually talking with Kyle and expressing how he misses Josh. And he kind of like blames Tori and Amanda 
for, you know, their fuckery in the house, ending up with Josh down in elimination. And of course he lost to Kyle. And then we, we get the CT and Emmy team meeting where we obviously already know CT is not happy that Kyle has come over to Sapphire again. And he's expressing that to Emmy here in this situation. And she is not wanting to accept this. She wants them to make up. She's like, look, you guys have to work this out because if you guys don't work this out, we're not going to win. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I, I really enjoyed the Devin talking about how he missed Josh because it shows that they actually have built a real friendship beyond what's nine times seven and borrowing each other's sweatsuits and whatnot. So <laughs> I mean, like, sucks. but with that being said, you know, big brother does suck. But with that being said, I miss the friendship. I think it was a good combination. And, you know, I, I understand the pairing, you know, Devin and Josh went into that alliance knowing that they're not going to beat a ct they're not going to beat a Corey in a final and they were working together so they could run in the final against one another and it'd be maybe a fair matchup so to say no hate on devin no hate on josh just you know it is what it is right and my whole thought was what if we go back and we watch this and devin's like oh crap josh really did say of the three he did say tori's name you know but so mm -hmm. where does that yeah. go because Tori is his his number one. We know we see him today. They're still friends. You know, we just saw the the duck in the uh, both of their stories for Thanksgiving. Two Dave's and a duck. Two Dave, yeah. Shout out to the duck. duck. Coming soon. But hmm. yeah, I mean, here's my thing: is I think Devin's smart enough to know that Tori's probably going to get him further in an alliance than Josh is going to get him at the end of the day. Um, Tori, as much hate as she gets, I think if you're going to say, hey, pick a better female player or a male player to partner up with, and you can choose Josh or Tori, which one are you going to choose? Tori. Tori. And I mean, that pretty much goes for the fandom regardless. And no, not a knock on Josh, just, you know, what we've seen of him thus far hasn't been that great. With that being said, uh, I do see Devin's point of view of, you know, halfway blaming Tori and Amanda for the whole situation going down the week previously, because like we said last week, Tori made a deal when she didn't have to, which inevitably led to Emerald versus Ruby instead of, you know, maybe getting another rookie in like Logan on Sapphire. Anyway, so after the CTME scene and the Devin and Kyle about Josh and all of that, we get the little boat day. TJ surprises all the house guests with a, a boat day and they get to go out on the boat. So that was a lot of fun to see that, see them kind of get out of the house and get out of the kind of game element. Um, and just kind of have some fun. And that was cool. When we get back, we get the conversation that I was waiting for. And we get Devin and Tori talking. And this whole conversation is pretty much centered around the fact that Tori just wants Devin to apologize for hurting her feelings and making her cry. Like, I don't even really take it as her wanting him to apologize for the game or anything like that. It's just she sees him as a real life friend who hurt her real life feelings and wanted an apology for it. And Devin refuses to apologize to her. Right. He, he originally takes it as she's wanting to apologize him to apologize for something else. It was, it was miscommunication. They, they weren't exactly understanding what they wanted from each other to begin with until the very end when Tori's saying that. And, and his, his thought process is he always overthinks everything. I mean, we've talked to him. We, we 
see where he's coming from. And that's, that's how I took it is he's stuck on the first thing that they started talking about. And she's moved on to be like, oh, I just apologize for hurting my feelings. And it just went, and he stuck to his guns on the first argument. Here's my whole scene on this Tory Devin situation. I'm just going to, I'm going to try to be the voice of reason on this um, because I know I have two very passionate Devin fans sitting right next to me. Also <laughs> fans of Tory, nonetheless, um, maybe a little bit more passionate on this side than with Josh. But with that being said, Devin made a classic blunder, just an absolute classic blunder, which is he has never been married. So he doesn't understand that sometimes you just shut the fuck up. And you apologize, even though you didn't do anything wrong. You just say, you know what? You're right. I'm sorry. I fucked up. And that's the end of it. The game over. That's, <laughs> that's all you have to than, do. That's better than chocolate or flowers in most cases. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can look flowers die and then they have to be cleaned up and just work chocolates, you know, hit or miss. Sorry's always work. <laughs> Oh my god they don't they don't don't that's that's bullshit but in this situation it would have worked they're band-aids <laughs> they're band-aids <laughs> at best yeah and and to be to be completely honest at least from the edit that's all that tori really wanted was just and i'm sorry she didn't want anything more than that well she she spells it out for him she even tells him exactly what to say like she writes it out in big giant colorful crayon for him tori i'm sorry like, yeah, see, like I don't, I don't get it. See, I'm a traditional she male. Like comprehension even... isn't my strength. <laughs> it's saying I'm probably, sorry. She probably would have been happy with just the simple acknowledgement that he is aware that he hurt her feelings. That probably would have went just as far as him saying those actual words. Be like, hey, Tori, oh, I understand I hurt your feelings. Let's move on. That oh, probably would went big with her. Oh, yeah, it would have been a discussion over. They had instead of 20 minutes of them crying and arguing, it would have been three minutes. Right. Yep. And then they Just still like, left when it started. Exactly. Right. You know what I mean? Just like it's only going to take us three minutes to get through that whole argument. So on to the next part, which yeah, was, was a conversation with Logan and Big T where uh, Big T is and she's catching, catching some shit from other people in the house. But Logan kind of shoots her straight with it and says that she can't complain about losing because she hasn't been, you know, preparing herself not to lose. Basically calling her out for not training as hard as perhaps she should. You know, I know she's not a big fan of, of working out in the midday sun, <laughs> but, you know, sometimes you got to make sacrifices. CT tried to get her on this track and learn previously. And he, he tried to say, Hey, this is what you need to do. You need to get up early. You want to win. You're up before sun and you're out there working it or you're not going to win. You can't expect sometimes you don't. Sometimes you don't even sleep in these finals. Like you're telling me that they got a bunch of sleep in like battle of the X's too. When they were sleeping up on top of that damn glacier after jumping in that ice pool up there. No. Fuck no, they didn't sleep that night. You know what I mean? So it's like, you have to prepare yourself in so many different ways. And, you know, maybe, yeah, she does work out and, you know, we've seen her doing like she was part of Nelly's boot camp. And I think she even did the one with uh, CT. I was part or... of Nelly's boot camp. It didn't wear me <laughs> out. I'm good. <laughs> but, you know, but at the same time, it's like it's still that thing of, OK, that's great, but it's just still not enough. You know, yeah. look, I just feel like Big T isn't honoring her blood in, blood out 
oath that she made with Tori and the other Ruby team. (laughs) I'm just going to be honest on that. And secondly, um, you're probably hearing our cat meow. So hold on one second. Shut up. (laughs) I made eye contact. That was a mistake. You know, so uh, one, not honoring the oath. Secondly, and I think this is more on a larger grand idea of how the show should be casted is should every person that is on this show actually be a contender to win or do you need some people that just aren't going to be you know going to fit that role and inevitably are just good tv but not necessarily (laughs) god damn it (laughs) Uh, ladies and gentlemen that is ivan ivan the terrible he's our cat he's about seven he's an asshole and he likes to meow. I so want welcome. to be heard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he has his opinion on this subject. So, but anyways, like I'm saying is, you know, it's an, a bigger overall in our a bigger overall arch to me, which is, should everyone be competitive? Should it all be Jenny West and no big T's? Should it all be CT, Marlon, and Fessy and no Devin and Josh's? You know, I feel like you have to have that mix because that's what creates the you know, the drama and the watchability of the show. Otherwise, what's the difference between that and, you know, if it's all athletes and watching, you know, the NFL or the NHL or, you know, whatever it may be, whatever sport you're into. Or you need a good mix of heavy hitters and whiz kids. Max and Dave. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I I definitely agree with that. But I think to just kind of further like Logan's point, like I don't think there's anything wrong with having the big T's in the house. But at the same time, like if you're going to be the big T in the house, then you can't necessarily like expect things from other people, you know? And I feel like that's what she does. Is she That was part of the issue with her and CT is she expected things from him because they were partners last season and because they had, you know, they had developed a friendship. And I think that, you know, it's nice to have those people there, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you deserve a trip to the final. What do you mean by expect? Well, like, you know, she wanted to be on CT's team because she knows that CT will win. You know what I mean? But she's not going to put the work in like CT would want her to kind of a thing. So like expect to be carried. Yeah, exactly. Okay. It was just going for clarification. Oh, okay. All right. Like Kyle, Kyle wants to be on CT's team for a reason. Yes, exactly. Well, but I mean, but I the difference I see between Kyle and Big T is that Kyle puts the work in. You know, Kyle is capable. We've seen him in a final. There you go. You you know what I mean? Like he's proven he's gotten to a final by himself before. He's won dailies by himself before. He's okay. (laughs) Wait, wait, no, no, no. Tell me when he has. I'll wait. Okay. Okay, fair enough. I'll give you the what was that vendettas when when Kara took him to the final. Okay. I'll give it to you. Didn't he make the final total of madness? So how'd he get there with alliances? Just like everybody else. Well, literally. Yeah. Like everybody else. But I just mean I like there's a, there's a difference between having someone like Kyle on your team and having someone like big T on your team. Oh, and 100%. if, if you're the big T, then it's like, you can't just expect people to not put you into elimination or to, you know, pick up the slack and pick up, you know, whatever you're not capable of doing just because you're good for TV. Like, that's, I guess, more what I'm trying to get to. Yeah. I don't disagree with you. I mean, look, it's it's the end product of the game, right? You're winning a million dollars. So are you going to want to 
you want to keep someone around easy that you can beat, but you don't want to get stuck with that person in the final if they happen to make it through. So we break right into the daily mission. So this week, the daily mission is called Million Dollar Heist. And before we actually get into it, I just want to point out that as the season continues to go on, and even just over the last couple of seasons, like MTV has really been doing TJ really good. Like they are giving him some really good intros and, you know, kind of making him a little bit more of the focal point and me is like a huge tj fan i fucking love it um but i just wanted to point that out real quick i love it anyway um so for this daily mission each cell has one million dollar cash in ones in individual safes and they have two duffel bags per team and the goal is to transfer all of the money in those two duffel bags to their individual teams suv car it's like a mile or half a mile up the road they don't really specify it but at one point logan says something like oh it's just a couple of miles and so i'm assuming like it's you know maybe a mile there and a mile back i don't know but and they have to transfer all the money first team to do it wins Cool. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, thanks for breaking down the daily. <laughs> We're not playing it, though. Right? I felt like I was listening to TJ and then a cast member. I mean, yeah, like, I'm, oh. I'm really excited about the TJ <laughs> part, though. I do agree with you on that. I love TJ. I feel like he should host other shows, like, I don't know, Amazing Race. Amazing Race would per- be awesome. I mean, I'm going to catch a lot of hell from Big Brother fans, but hell, give us, you know, a chance at uh, no, no, I I disagree because I don't know if he can do he Big can't Brother. Do live. He can't do the live. I mean, he might. Maybe I'm maybe I'm underestimating his abilities. Perhaps he would do a phenomenal job. I just I don't know. I just I I don't necessarily think that would be an ability thing. I more look at it. he did he doesn't fit with Big Brother. It's, it would just be really weird. But I could see him hosting Amazing Race. That would be pretty awesome, actually. I think he said he was open to it at one point too. He did. So that would be cool. Anyway, it's like Karina said, they have to take off from the car with their two duffel bags, run all the way to the safes and start loading up the money. Um, Everybody's starting off actually pretty strong. Big T's, you know, not slowing down to walk or anything. She's running the whole way, um, which they kind of, you know, zeroed in on right as they start going. They get the safes, they start loading it up. And it seems like as they're going, Ruby's taking the lead and you take a look at it with them having, you know, Logan, Tori, Nelson and Big T and Big T being able to push them that they're going to do pretty well because they've got a pretty athletic team there. So as they're, you know, starting to go, I I think by the second or third trip, you hear Devin kind of start chirping in with his his advice on how he thinks or his strategy on how he thinks that they can win which you know is classic Devin work smarter not harder and you know be uh, strategic about how much money you're putting in load in as much as you can so that way you make fewer trips and you know because no matter how big your team is it's still just two duffel bags per team Right, exactly. Well, and I love the way that that the Emerald team was utilizing all of their players because they had, you know, obviously they have five players. Ruby has four and Sapphire has three. So this wouldn't have been possible for Sapphire. Um, But Emerald was having two people carrying each duffel bag. So it wasn't like one person was just getting overly run like a workhorse. But Ruby never once did that. It just, you always saw 
Logan and Nelson carrying the bags and Tori and Big T just kind of running, which is is really impressive when you think about it. I think even at one point in the during the daily mission, Amanda gives a confessional where she says, like, Nelson is one of the strongest guys that she's ever known. And I mean, I wouldn't necessarily like say that. I think there are people on the challenge who can beat Nelson and have beat Nelson, obviously. But at the same time, like he's not a, a pushover. He's not a layup. Like he has some strength behind him. And I, I got to give it up to him for that. Yeah, he's he's definitely not overrated in any way, shape or form. And he he didn't seem like he wanted to stop. He just kept going and going and going. The one thing I liked about this daily was even though Sapphire was only, only had three, they all three were pretty much in it the whole time. I think Sapphire was maybe two runs behind as where Ruby was one behind. It was still really close. Yeah. Sapphire stayed in it. And I was going to say, and that was really impressive too. Like, you know, they stayed in it. And I also want to, again, we do this like almost every episode, but I want to give it up for Emmy because she was even taking loads off of, you know, like CT and Kyle or whatever. She would switch off with them and carry the duffel bags. And I didn't really see any of the other girls on the other teams doing that for their their guy players. And, you know, so I just want to give it up to her for that. That was really cool to see. Yeah, I mean, to kind of talk on a couple different points. One, I think Nelson's honestly a little bit underrated. I mean, I think people kind of forget because of how funny he is and how much he gives to the show with his, you know, his mess ups like the audacity and capital of Texas being San Antonio that we forget (laughs) that the guy's been to a final before, you know, barely lost a CT in that final. He, you know, has made it pretty far in seasons. He probably would have made the final in total madness and double agents. Uh, well, maybe not double agents. Fessy screwed him there, but wouldn't probably made the finals in total madness. If he wouldn't have volunteered to go in for Corey. I mean, to me, other than CT, I think Nelson's the strongest player probably left in the game uh, for the males in my personal opinion. Also, Emmy killed it, you know, once again, being the only girl on her team, sitting there carrying loads with Kyle and CT. Unfortunately, it seemed like CT was the only one that was actually thinking about the game, though, and trying to make sure all the duffel bags were full. And it seemed like quite a few times that they just weren't. I think that's inevitably inevitably what cost them the loss or cost them the win. And then same with Ruby. They just, you know, weren't making sure they weren't being efficient. Like Emerald was trying to load up as much cash. And, you know, it's what led Emerald to winning once again. And I hate to bring um, big T up again, but I mean, big T made a big mistake in that she went into the wrong vehicle and helped push the money in before she got told it was the wrong vehicle. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's absolutely right. Yeah. And I mean, and Ruby was in the lead, I think at that point, and maybe, maybe they weren't fully in the lead, but they were right on Emerald's ass. Like they could have won if she would have gone to the right car and had it ready, but instead she wasted a bunch of time and helped the other team, which, you know, I think, you know, definitely contributed to Ruby losing the, any kind of lead that they would have had to, to win this game. That leads us right down, you know, to the last two runs uh, and right after that. And Tori's trying to talk, you know, everybody into just stuffing everything into the duffel bags. And Logan's pretty much like, no, dude, it's not going to fit. We have to go. We have to go. So they take off. They've got a little bit of money left in their safe. Emerald comes. And of course, they are able to fit everything into their two duffel bags. 
run it up to the car. And as they're unloading it, Ruby is loading back at the safe, loading up the rest of their money in the safe. But unfortunately, of course, Emerald gets the door shut on the car before Ruby can make it back and they take the win. But what I found interesting was that both Emerald and Ruby were able to completely clean out their safe. Sapphire wasn't able to completely clean out their safe, but they were not far behind. And they had, you know, only three people. They had two less than Emerald and one less than Ruby. And like, they were still right there with them. And that's fucking impressive. I don't care. I absolutely agree with you on that. I mean, when you got uncle CT and arguably the best, the best rookie since maybe cam, maybe even further back than that, maybe the best rookie ever. We don't know yet. And Emmy, I mean, it's a strong team just with those two. So we get back to the house and uh, it is Kyle's birthday. And Devin, of course, is making sure to hold true to the dial name. And he throws Kyle a birthday party. And it's like a little Scottish themed party. Kyle comes out in like a, a challenge homemade like kilt. I don't know. It looks like they almost just like took like flannel shirts or something and just like tied them around their waist and open and Kyle's ass is hanging out. Like it was great. It looked like they had a ton of fun. I loved it. But um, what I have noticed is that ever since Ashley got sent home, we have not had a club scene. They aren't going to the club. And that makes me a little curious. Like, so did production just completely cut off all of the clubs because of whatever happened or like, I don't know. It's just really weird. They could have, I mean, that could have easily have been a club scene. I don't remember if we got a club scene the night that uh, Devin came out in the speedo, but I can't recall right now, but I, I, I loved it. And you know, that's the re- that's where we got the name of the, the, uh, the episode for forever dance. So seeing them all out there, and basically a line just trying to do that was hilarious. It was a really good scene and I liked it. And I liked the fact that, you know, Devin took the, you know, the responsibility and make sure it went off well um, to kind of speak to what you were talking about, the club scenes. I know in the beginning they were not doing them. And then it seemed like after they came back from the quarantine and started refilming again is when they started doing the club scenes. I think, yes, this has a direct correlation um, with the Ashley Josh uh, situation, because Ashley has mentioned that uh, that was like one of the first nights that they were given actual hard liquor and not just beer. So my assumption is they there had a little go. bit too much, too much fun led to some bad times. And now they are on punishment. Right. Productions like, see, this is why we didn't let you guys do that. Now you're done. You're done. You've lost it all. You guys are grounded. This well, is why they, we can't have nice things. Well, well, didn't they already make this mistake in the in the past? And then that's why they started giving them like drink tickets. They made this mistake like every season in the past. It was glorious too to watch. I mean, look, think about it. Johnny Johnny Bananas got jumped by some random fucking guys one season at the bar. In a bar. <laughs> oh my god, I remember was that. Was that cutthroat where he came back with a black eye? I want to say not. Was it? Yeah, maybe it was cutthroat. But they were out at the bar, and uh, this drunk dude at the bar just comes out of nowhere and just like punched Johnny in the face. And yeah, I gave him a big old black eye. That was fucking hilarious. <laughs> well, Thank you, you MTV. So happy birthday, Kyle. Yep, happy birthday. Dial stuff. 
I love it. I'm I'm here for Dial. I like their little friendship. I think it's cute. Um, but what this really leads into is it leads us into Big T sitting down and talking to Tori, and she pretty much tells her, "Look, I'm gonna vo- I'm gonna nominate myself to go into elimination. Like I want to be headquarters vote, and I want to be able to go down and look at it, and you know see what's down there, and you know hopefully win, and then I'm gonna switch over to Emerald." And you can kind of see like a Manuel and Nani are over off to the side, kind of watching the conversation and they already know what's happening. Like they're not stupid. You know, Nani may not be the best competitor, but she has been around for a long ass time. She knows how this game works. So they go and they talk about it and Devin calls a team meeting and he's like, look, we know big T wants to go in. We know she wants to nominate herself because she wants to win and come over here. And he's like, but we don't, you know, we don't want that. Like we don't want big T coming over here and pretty much doing what already happened. And he even straight says like, while Amanda's sitting there, he's like, we are the last time we gave somebody what they wanted and sent them down to elimination. They won and they came to our team and made us weaker. And he's literally like saying this to Amanda. And I don't even know if she's like catching on, but this entire team meeting conversation is literally just Devin slamming Amanda for sucking and making their team worse, which like is a little bit of an exaggeration, but I just like found that hilarious because it's like, she's just sitting there just like, do, 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 like not noticing anything. And I'm like, girl, you don't even like notice that he's just insulting the fuck out of you right now. Like what is happening? That's your girl defender. (laughs) Go for it, Josh. That's your girl. I can't. De- de- okay. Well, when you give me nothing to defend her with, I mean, she That's literally, right. she's defenseless, defenseless, she's literally Josh. just sitting there and taking it and not realizing what's being said. And if yeah. she is, they obviously didn't show it in any way, shape or form. They didn't even like her, her facial expression. Like I was waiting to see that fire in Amanda. Like I, I, I was waiting it- yeah you know where where was that and she was just like to do yep you're right i did that and i'm just like girl what is going on like he even says at the end he says if tor if we sent because they start talking about sending tori in and you know seeing how that could possibly play out which of course was amanda's idea she was the one who suggested this and devin says if tori goes in and wins she's going to come back to emerald and make us stronger it's like, and Amanda just shakes her head like, yep. And it's like, girl, you know that if Tori comes back, she's going to, she's going to take your spot, right? Like what? All right. So here's one my one knock on Amanda. Like as much, as much as people like try to say, like she knows the game in and out, right? Like it was just a classical, not understanding the situation, which is you have three girls that are going in that could go in Emmy, Tori, big T. If you send in Tori, and it's her choice. She's not going to go against Emmy. She's going to go against Big T. Like, so this whole idea that you could get rid of a strong, no, you're not getting rid of a fucking strong competitor. You're just pissing off someone that's going to come take your spot and boot your ass back to Ruby. And nope. that's my theme is, you know, as much as they're all thinking about their cells and, you know, making sure the team makes it, at the end of the day, you got to make sure individually that you're going to make it. And Amanda's best move is for Big T to stay in the house. And I understand that because it gives her a chance to win an elimination if it comes down to it being physical. But, you know, I, I don't understand Devin's big concern. Like, if Big T goes down there, and no matter who she chooses, 
she's probably not going to win. You know what I mean? So what are you really worried about? Right. I just throwing that out there. I was really surprised that they didn't just throw in Tori to try and get Tori back. But you have to understand how is how is Tori going to take it? And I think that was part of, part of the thought process from Devin was like, if I do this, I didn't have a chance to talk to her really about this. So how would it go? Well, I mean, and they're already like beefing, you know, so it's like it's not like they're in a good place in their relationship. So, you know, I, I think that Devin made the right decision going and talking to Tori and just kind of seeing how it'll how it would sit with her. And obviously it does not sit well. She's pissed and she pretty much tells him, like, look, if you guys put me down there that's it. Like, that's the end of my loyalty to you guys. That's like the end of our friendship. Like she is pissed that he would even consider this, you know, which I mean, I get, but again, Tori has realized again, you know, she was one of the ones who pointed out that there's only three girls to choose from. Like we're getting down to the needy greedy. And that's just sometimes how the game goes. And it kind of goes back to like what we were saying last week about Devin and is like, you know, it's a game. Like, the friendship thing shouldn't necessarily be like such a big factor in these types of situations. Uh, You know, and now it's like this week, I feel like, you know, we're kind of saying that to Tori, like, you know, you can't just like end a friendship. I mean, you can, but like, you shouldn't, you shouldn't end a friendship over a game move like that, especially when it's down to the end like this. And there aren't many options, but I do want to point out that I thought it was kind of funny that, you know, Devin approaches Tori and, you know, he's trying to talk to her about all of this. And I was waiting for Tori to say something to him like, you know, well, why did you have to go so hard? It wasn't a guy's day since that was the same shit that he pulled on her last, you know, when that whole team up thing happened. But of course, like she doesn't call him out on his shit, but they talk. And like I said, she pretty much lets him know, like, no, dude, like this is not going to be cool with me. I'm not going to let this fly. Yeah, I mean, it's what's best for her game at that point. You know, it's better for her to get called down than her to go down there and have to choose. You know what I mean? And I can understand her perspective on it. And I'd probably kind of lean a little bit that way, too. At the end of the day, like we all talk about playing for a million dollars. So, well, yeah, I mean, you know, if they don't send her down there, then she has a really good shot at not being called down. She's got a good relationship with Big T. And, you know, she knows like Big T knows that Tori has more experience in this game. And she's also got a really good relationship with Emmy. And so if they send Emmy down, it's more likely that Emmy's going to call out Big T. And if they send Big T down, obviously, it's more likely that they're going to call out Emmy. You know, so I think that she definitely made a, a good decision in standing her ground there and telling Devin, like, no, this is not going to be okay. So, yeah, we head into Noms, uh, head into Noms. They start going back and forth and Emmy goes, you know, starts it off with saying that she doesn't want to be the houseboat. But she's okay with going in. She understands, you know, the situation that they're in. And, you know, she kind of lets everybody know, look, she's here to smash heads. (laughs) Yeah, she says, you know, I will uh, say something along the lines of like, I will body people and I will smash heads. And I'm just sitting there thinking like, I wonder if CT was like getting PTSD sitting next to her, listening to her say that. Or maybe he told her to say that. I don't know. But it was just really coincidental i guess that she said that right next to ct it was just i don't know man it ju- it was weird it was really weird i feel like he put her up to it <laughs> he's like bit. hey say this say this because it'll scare the shit out of everybody i've done it it'll it'll work promise <laughs> got me kicked off the season once <laughs> two times no. <laughs> quite a few times in fact look i just 
I just love the idea of actual Uncle CT, like, tell him this. You'll scare the shit out of him. Great. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, so they keep going around the table, um, you know, big T steps up and she's like, look, I want to go in. This is what I'm going to do. If I, if, if I get sent in and I win, I'm going to come and take Amanda's spot on Emerald. And, you know, the Emerald team is like kind of trying to talk her out of it. They're like, look, if you come over here, that doesn't just necessarily mean that you win. And like, you know, kind of trying to get her to go a different way. Like they really do not want to vote her in. No, they don't. And it just doesn't make any sense. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Josh. No, <laughs> it it doesn't make any sense. But I I respect her for what she's acknowledging that it was her fault that they lost. She messed up. Let me. This is my way of like making amends to it by going down there and being the house vote. Yeah, I can look. I I completely respect Big T for wanting to go down there and prove it and earn it. And she kind of sees the writing on the wall. I mean, Big T's smart about it. She might not be the greatest competitor, but she's got a really strong social game and she knows how to read a room better than most. Um, so with that being said, you know, I, I give it up for for nominating herself. But to me, it just it, it just doesn't make any sense for like Emerald to bitch and moan one way or the other. You're down to three people like you're not going to get fucking emmy versus tory it's not going to happen either one of them are going to choose the other they're no matter what going to choose big t so they're making much ado about nothing in my opinion just like the next scene because even though it's a fucking girl's day (laughs) (laughs) oh my god nelson and devin (laughs) decide you know what noms is the best time for us to take pot shots at each other about you know not being who has the best stamina who knows how to spell mississippi (laughs) (laughs) who knows what's eight times nine you know what you know if there's three people meaning you only have a 50 percent chance of going in (laughs) yeah so i mean this this whole scene is so cringe uh devin starts off by throwing an underhanded comment about sapphire and ruby ruby teaming up uh, a couple episodes ago against them and you know he's trying to kind of explain away the situation and the decision that emerald may make by you know comparing it to this situation which ct calls out immediately tori backs ct up you know and devin tries to like kind of like play it off a little bit and nelson jumps in and just gives devin like this weird awkward like devin calls it an insult sandwich where he's like explaining to big t like you know he loves you and he doesn't want to hurt you and you know but he's going to use his words as a weapon because that's what he's good at but he still loves you and devin immediately (laughs) calls him out (laughs) they start bickering like a bunch of schoolgirls, and they're not even involved in the situation it's not even a guy's day like what are you guys doing can we be honest though i mean that is devin's mo it's not like Nelly told a lie there. He was pretty spot on on it. No lies were told. Yeah, just all. like during the daily, and I know we didn't say this, Nelly kind of calls Devin out in his confessional saying he'd much rather, you know, drink a six-pack and a beer and play pool all day rather than get on the treadmill. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds phenomenal. That's what I would rather do too, but I understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, but I get where Nelly's coming from on this, but nonetheless, yeah, no shit. Yeah, so, you know, Nani, Mommy Nani, she uh, jumps in, cuts the bickering off, pretty much tells them to go to their rooms, and uh, we move on. and Put on their get-together, or get-along t-shirt. Put on your get-along t-shirt, okay? (laughs) We're going to start the timer now. (laughs) Give each other a hug. 
No, I'm just kidding. Anyway, uh, so we get down to the voting and no shock, Emerald ends up voting in Big T. They know that if they vote in Tory, things are just going to get worse. They, that's just not a good move for them. And I think that this was, even though they're risking Big T potentially infiltrating their team, I think that this was the best situation for them because I just think that them voting in Tory would have ended up backfiring on them. Agreed. So after Noms, everybody's leaving and uh, Emmy approaches Emmanuel and she is fucking pissed yeah, because she was. she feels like Emmanuel protected Tori over her uh, during the, you know, deliberation portion of of Emerald making their decision. And, you know, she lets him know straight up, like, I feel like you went along with the plan of sending Big T in because you know that Big T will pick me over Tori. And that's why you did it, you know? And Emmanuel's like pretty much telling her like, dude, you're being overly emotional. It was nothing to do with that. Like, even if I voted for Tori, nobody else was going to vote for her. So like, what did you want me to do? I'm only one person. Like if he, if he voted for, for CT or for big T and not Tori, she has, she has a point. But then again, you're like, all right, so do I vote in Tori who I'm with or my friend, you know? Who do I protect? My friend who's already won three eliminations this season and it's big T like, and, and again, no, no, like I'm not trying to insult big T or anything like that. I actually really enjoy her. Um, it's just kind of one of those things where it's like, it's Emmy. <laughs> she's more than shown us what she's capable of this season. And yeah. I don't think that, that, that the thought, I don't think that he made the decision with those ill intentions. I think that Emmy is taking it personal because it sucks to be in that situation. Like I definitely don't blame her for feeling the way she feels, but I don't necessarily think Emmanuel was like, Hmm, like, let me do that. You know, I don't think it was like premeditated. You know? He couldn't have got the numbers to vote in Tori in any way, shape or form. It was just not going to happen. All I got to say is Tori must got that good. Cause Manuel's already dropping his Romanian sister. Like, Nope, sorry. <laughs> Bone for her. <laughs> is what it is. I guess we should write that question down, save it for a later time. I'm going <laughs> to let you ask that question and I'm going to let you edit this last part out <laughs> in case she listens to our fucking episodes. <laughs> I mean, look, I understand Tori's a really sweet gal and I can under, uh, understand Emmanuel picking, you know, her because obviously they have a connection. Obviously. Um, you know, uh, with that being said, I think he tried the, it's not like he had to pick Tori or Emmy, right? And he picked neither of them. He picked Big T. He did what was best for his game at the end of the day. And we always tell people, or we always talk about the cast members should do what's best for their game to win a million dollars. He did what was best for his game. So. Yeah, I agree. You know, it's it, like you said, it's not like he directly voted Emmy down. I think this is just one of those moments where it's an emotional situation and at that point, you don't, you know, Emmy, she's closest to Emmanuel in this, in the house, other than maybe CT. And I'm sure she talked to CT about the situation too, but it's just kind of one of those things where it's like, you know, she feels comfortable 
taking her anger out and her frustrations out on Emmanuel because they're close and they're friends. And I think that that's more what was happening rather than what it actually ended up looking like. But anyway, so we had from there, we actually get a cute little scene of Big T sitting and she wishes Tori luck, which this is kind of my first, not my first sign, actually, really the final sign to me that Big T is going to call down Emmy. She tells Tori, look, if I don't win tonight, then I just want you to know that like, I wish you luck. And, you know, I hope you kill it. You, you make it to the final and you kill it in the final kind of thing. And, you know, so it, it, it just kind of shows that like big T isn't thinking about calling Tori down in my opinion, as hard as she probably is thinking about calling Emmy down. So we get down to the elimination. Uh, This elimination is called license to chill. And pretty much what it is, is this big, like kind of ice pool like box thing and you know freezing cold water they gotta jump in swim under this little bridge ring a bell swim swim back jump out work on the puzzle until tj sounds the air horn and when that happens they have to jump back in and repeat the process until the puzzle is completed yeah and look i think the most obvious and the thing that grabs your attention the most during this elimination is one that Big T and Emmy are pretty much neck and neck for a majority of this elimination. You know, they're both in and out of those pools at about the same time. They're both moving those puzzle pieces around. But the second more obvious and even more eye-catching thing was just how pronounced CT's cheering and help for Emmy was. You know, I figured he might have been a little bit more reserved seeing that his partner from last year was there. But There was no qualms about it that, you know, Emmy was the one he was going to get through that. Yeah. And he was a hundred percent and nobody's sitting there cheering for big T, you know, when you're in the middle of that and you hear it like Amanda, the one before you just have to be able to be that person to use that, to push you. And big T is just not that person. She'll get there hopefully, but she's just not that person. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. I mean, it was, it was a little tough to see, you know, to see the whole CT, big T, Emmy thing kind of play out right there just based off of like, you guys are damn children. They're sitting here flipping each other off and making faces at each other. Oh my God. God, you guys are worse than the kids. Anyway. (laughs) So anyway, so yeah, CT's helping Emmy. He is all over it. Uh, you know, Amanda starts running her mouth saying that CT is making it worse for Emmy. But honestly, like if he hadn't have talked to her about that puzzle and had her start o- back over from that one piece, he kept telling her and she was like not listening to him. And then she finally listened to him. If he hadn't have done that, like, I don't know if she would have won because Big T was right behind her. Like when Emmy finished that puzzle, Big T was not far behind. I mean, let's be honest. Emmy was the brawn. CT was the brains of this operation. Right. Well, she even, she was, yeah. She'd Go been ahead. saying from the, the moment she saw that it was a puzzle. She's like, oh, shit. Well, and double oh, shit, because Big T is a good swimmer. You know what I mean? And she had a really good strategy jumping in and out of those in and out of those pools. You know, she jump in and she immediately just went underwater. And instead of wasting time having to do two, you know, make it into two different steps like Emmy was. I think Big T was moving a lot faster than her in the water. But I think what was slowing Big T down was those giant ass puzzle pieces. I don't think that she necessarily had the strength and endurance to keep 
picking them up, moving them around while she's freezing fucking cold, you know, whereas that's something that Emmy would excel at. And so, you know, of course, Emmy wins this one. This is now her fourth elimination win this season. She's also got what? Two daily wins, maybe three, two, right? Sapphire only won twice, I think. She won one with CT, I'm pretty sure, though. Yeah, so she's got puzzles. Yeah, you're right. So she's got, she's got, yeah, because they won one when they were partners. Her and CT won that one when they were partners. And then she's won twice on Sapphire. So that's like three daily wins that she's got so far this season. I mean, she is just killing it. Like, you know, everybody was absolutely blown away. Okay, so we just looked it up and confirmed it. It is three daily wins from this season. And four and, elimination wins. And four elimination wins. Like, she is killing this season as a rookie. And like I was about to say, you know, and, and this is in no way to try to take away from, from Amber B. But everybody was super, super impressed with Amber, her rookie season. She did great, made it to the final, ended up winning. Obviously, we don't know if Emmy makes it to the final. It's looking real fucking good for her so far, though. You know, but at the same time, like, I seriously think that Emmy is one of the best rookies we have ever had. Like, I can't necessarily think of any one person who has had a better rookie season than this. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm a big Bamber fan. I'm a Bamber fan. I'm a Bamber stan. <laughs> bam, 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 Bamber stan. Sorry. Anyways, um, I was looking at the stats and Amber in two seasons has one daily win, three elimination wins and one elimination loss. So, I mean, to me already, Emmy's having a better rookie season than Amber had two seasons. Now, yes, Amber did win the final with CT, but the key word with that was with CT. If she goes into that with anybody else in that final, I don't think she wins it. That being said, CT goes in that final with someone else. Maybe he doesn't win it. We don't know for a fact. Can't tell. Right. Yeah. But to me, arguably, Emmy's on track to be one of the greatest female players ever if she keeps this line going that she's currently on, you know, to win three dailies, four eliminations, and, you know, not, and it's not like it's all been one elimination. It's not like they're all headbangers. You know, they're a little bit different every time she's had to be strategic. She's had to do puzzles. She's had to do the headbanger, you know? So my thing with Emmy is I don't think anybody wants to see her anybody like, and I would love to see her up against some of the solid female bets, the cams, uh, see her go against Tori, see her go against Casey. I mean, I feel like that's going to be extremely, extremely fun to watch. Oh, definitely. And the more she comes back, the more we'll see it. We'll get more chances She's going to have to actually have to go up against them sooner or later. Yeah, I, I agree. And honestly, I hope she keeps coming back because like if she's, you know, playing at this level on her rookie season and then she goes home and she continues to train and, you know, be ready for these kinds of games, then you know, I just I can't imagine how fucking incredible she would be by like her fourth or fifth season of this you know so shots to emmy we are absolutely loving that loving you loving everything that she's doing and you know it's no secret to anybody it was never even a damn question i don't even know why tj asked her what cell she wants to go to um but of course she you know stays with uncle ct goes back to sapphire and uh you know we we say goodbye to big t and honestly from the sound of instagram It sounds like we're actually saying goodbye to Big T for good because she put something out, I want to say on Thanksgiving Day or the day after Thanksgiving, that said that 
on Wednesday when the the episode had aired and she went home, she said that that would be her last time on the challenge because it was also the day that she finally got accepted to her dream culinary school. So Big T has officially announced her retirement from the challenge and she is moving on to go and follow her dreams, go to this dream culinary school that she's been trying to get into for years. And you know what? I am fucking stoked for her. And I just want to send a huge congratulations to her for, for, you know, continuing to follow her dream and for making a decision like this, that's difficult because you can tell she loves the show and she loves coming here and she loves hanging out, party and being in the house, meeting all the people and even loves the competition. So to let go of something like that and completely just walk away without, you know, completely fulfilling her goal on the challenge says a lot about how much she really wanted this culinary career and to go to this school. So just want to send out all our love from, you know, everybody here at the Challenge Fandom podcast team um, and wish Big T all the luck in the world with that. Right. So after she lost, I was looking and I was listening to what TJ had to say, because we've talked about this many times, you know, just listen to how TJ says bye to somebody. And he did not say, I'm sure we'll see you again. Yeah. TJ knows. TJ might say it, but TJ knows. He knows. Yep. Yeah. He knows. I mean, look here, you know, shout out to Big T for doing what she's passionate about even stepping away from something like the challenge, which over the last few years seems she's been pretty passionate about as well. Um, you know, so shout out to her. And, you know, when you get done, send me a good uh, recipe for pop-ups <laughs> or popovers. I think they're called popovers. Popovers. Yeah. 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 You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. You yeah. 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 We're there. No, not for real big T. Send me that. <laughs> Looks like what we have five women left, six guys left. So I'm assuming we probably have Two more men's elimination, one more women's elimination before final is my assumption. Two men, one woman. Yeah, that's not, yeah. yeah, guy, girl, guy. Mm-hmm. I was yeah, that's I was just having this conversation beforehand. I was like, all right, we're at five and six. I can see one more elimination and then a purge. Either or. Yeah. Could do, yeah. Could be that too. Yeah. 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 But I mean, you know, this is TJ's final. We don't we never know. Are are we taking a plus or minus if do you think they're going in as the cells or do you think they're going to go in as partners, individuals? I, I, I don't know. Um, because I don't see it going, working as cells. I see it going into, um, back to a, a team and possibly the, with the same, like I first checkpoint, the winner gets to decide if they want to switch partners, kind of like what they did last season but you never know i mean they go all over the place and they never like to do the same thing twice but or at least so soon together right right well and i was even thinking you know they might even pull something like like what they did on you know on invasion and what they did on i believe they did it on all stars this where you had to switch off your partner at every different checkpoint you know um, so that would be kind of interesting too. And then obviously the highest time guy, highest time girl wins, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so that would be interesting. I don't know. I, I feel like it's going to go back to teams or yeah, back to uh, partners. I don't think that they're going to be able to run this final as teams, as they sit, especially as uneven as they are. It just, it, I don't know. I mean, I know that they kind of did this on what was that war of the worlds too, 
where the teams were, you know, so uneven. There was way more on the American than there were on the uh, on the British team. But I just I don't know. I just don't see how that can work with three teams. And I, I just don't see it happening. I don't know. I I think it's partners to to take a page out of Nelly's book of saying the title of the show every episode. It's spies, lies, and allies, y'all. <laughs> I feel like we're through the spies and the lies, and now it's going to come down to picking, you know, your partner, picking your ally, your ally that you're going to run the final with. Wow. Okay. You like, I like I, it. Yeah. I, you, you see what I did there? I put it all together in a nice presentation in a box and I just, here you go. You have it. it must be Christmas no. time. Oh, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. But you included Nelly in your equation. So <laughs> who's going to beat Nelly T for real though. Who's taking them out before we get to the final. Emmanuel CT. Look, I'm going to be honest. Emmanuel has a chance of beating Kyle. He has a real chance of beating Devin. Yeah. He ain't got a shot in hell to beat Nelson in anything other than a puzzle. That's the only thing he's beaten Nelson in, in my opinion. It, I I think I just I feel like that's so and hard to say because we haven't seen a man well like that. I, I don't care, but I've seen Nelly. Yeah. Bring, I've him seen Nelly. The, bring him up in the capture the flag, you know, all at Alton. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, and here's my thing. Nobody's dumb enough to call CT down. Not one person in that fucking show. No. TJ don't even want to call CT down. (laughs) You don't even want to have to announce it. Like, y'all voted in CT? What the fuck? What the fuck were you guys thinking? No, I ain't saying this shit. (laughs) Nobody wants to see CT down there. Like, that that time has gone and passed. Like, when Fessy got eliminated, that was your last chance. Other than maybe Corey. And, like, I give Nelly, I think we've had this debate, depending on the elimination, I give Nelly... 40 40 chance of being ct in something depending on what it is mm, yeah you know if it's a puzzle zero but this and i know ct's your your number one karina but you know i i love i had to listen to the marlin one twice and i'm still mad that i wasn't a part of it mm-hmm. but i want to have people like like marlin on or Kells, and I want yeah. them to be like, all right, let's call CT down every single time. Let's call Fessy down every single time because sooner or Absolutely. later, they get tired of getting called down there, and they're going to lose. Absolutely, and I mean, even even as CT is my number one, you, like I can recognize the fact that CT still lives off of you know his reputation, and nobody's going to call him down because he's CT. So he just rides these seasons all the way to the end and just coasts, and it's it's no big deal. It's whatever you know. And I would love to see that shaken up. I would love to see him tested, especially in this new like this new day and age that we're in, where CT I don't know discovered a time machine. I don't really know. I don't understand it. But I would love to see him tested with this like new body he has, you know, and and we just we don't have anyone around who can really test him. Like you said, since Fessy went home to, you know, to add on to what Josh said, you know, we discussed this with Marlon. Here's my thing with CT in an elimination. You got a 50 50 shot, you know, unless it's unless you can't do a puzzle. Right. But anything else, it's been proven that you have a 50-50 shot with CT in elimination. He's about 500 when it comes down to it. In the last 10 years, you get him into a final, you got about a 10% chance of winning. And he's going to beat you, you know, so 10 times in a final, he's going to beat you nine of them. You know what I mean? Unless you're fucking Jordan. So you better take your shots at CT in eliminations and not in finals. Because that's a tough game to fucking play and win. 
You yes. know what I mean? And that's that's where I think they're fucking up this season is they're not willing to take that risk. Somebody's going to have to take it. And ain't none of them in there got balls enough to do it. Yeah, it's it's not going to happen. He's going to ride to this final. Yeah. You know, we'll just see if anyone can actually beat him in the final, you know, and that, and I mean, and that, but that's the thing is you also got to credit the fact that you just credited Nelly to the final and Nelly lost to CT by two minutes and 22 seconds. And yeah. Nelly wasn't like the shape that Nelly is in now today was not what he was in in invasion. He was a lot smaller in invasion. His endurance was a lot lower in invasion. Like, I think he is a way better competitor today than he was on invasion of the champs when he lost to CT by two minutes and 22 seconds and CT was in bad shape too. So, I mean, it, it's it, not bad shape, but not as good as he's in now. But so I, I think that it would be a decent race between those two, to be honest with you. All right, let's take CT out of the equation. Let's say we can't really do, say anything about Manuel because we don't know anything about him. We've only seen him in this season, haven't even seen him in elimination yet, but we can take Nelly, Devin, Kyle, Logan can't say, well, we can't say anything about Logan. We haven't seen him ever run a five no. out of those three. Devin takes third. I want to give Nelly the edge to Kyle, but Kyle has experience more finals, more recent finals knows a little bit more what to expect. I don't know. Endurance wise. I think I'd want to give the edge to Nelly, but you know, I think it could be close. You throw CT into that mix and everybody else is fighting in my opinion, once again, for second, third and fourth. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I agree with that. I, I just, you know, I don't know with Emmanuel, like Emmanuel might be the best in the final. He might be, you know, not, he might be Jordan, you know, another Jordan, or he might be a Landon where he's just got endurance for, for days. Yeah. But we don't know. We haven't seen anything, you know? So that's where it's like, hard to say. it's yeah. hard to say. And same with Logan. Logan might be able to run for 26 miles without taking a break. But he sure makes it sound like it the way he was like talking to big T in the daily. He was like, it's just a couple of miles, like no big deal. Like run, it's just a couple miles up the road. Like, okay, Logan, thank you. Call me an Uber. <laughs> Looking forward to the next couple episodes because look, I'm going to be honest. Like maybe it was because last week's episode was really good and I enjoyed it a lot. And the one before. Yeah. And the one before was pretty good. Um, I just, I feel like this one was a letdown. Like we went from the daily where people are getting their fucking backs blown out from running into each other <laughs> to fucking maybe backs blown out is the wrong word to use. But anyways, we go from that to. <laughs> <laughs> Ricky was watching the wrong show. Oh, snap. It's not a, never mind. Um, <laughs> So let me rephrase that uh, getting knocked out from running into each other to this week, they have to run a mile and a half with a duffel bag. Like it just, it wasn't appealing. It was a fucking hard walk. Full of money. First of all, they, they cannot get the insurance to put $3 million like that just for yeah. them to run. It was monopoly. Money. It was fake guys. Sorry to break your hearts. If yeah. you believed it was real, it was definitely fake, but Oh, poor Josh. <laughs> But like, it was just such a hard one to watch. It was just like, you can go to a park and watch people run around. You know what I mean? Like, it's nothing special. And I get it. You know, it's part of the show. Not everything can be a headbanger. But it just was just so much of a letdown to me. I don't know what else to say. Okay, but this was like an integral part of TJ's final. Okay, of preparing them for TJ's final. He even said it. 
I'm sorry. If you watch the challenge for one fucking season, you know that you have to run in TJ's final. Like you don't need a, an intro to that. Like and everybody knows that. You're going to be carrying something when you're running. Yeah. It, hopefully <laughs> not your partner. To someone. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> you're running. Not, hopefully not your partner. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like, so where's the surprise of that? Like, I get it. There's a lot of rookies, but I hope you watched last season because guess what they did? They ran in the final. You know what they did the season before that? They ran in a final. <laughs> Wanna know what they've done for the last 10 years? Did they run in the final? They ran in the final. <laughs> I mean, it's like Forrest Gump is writing these fucking finals, and I'm okay with it. But nonetheless, like it was just a dull episode. Oh my god. Anyways, guys, thank you so much for coming to my TED Talk. How do you really feel, Rick? I'd rather drink a six pack of beer and play pool all day. From myself, Rick, my wife, Karina, the illustrious Josh, we want to thank you guys so much for listening. You have a great night, day, morning, afternoon, brunch, whatever you're doing when you're listening to us. But once again, thank you for listening to us.